welcome to Rambling Roy's, a podcast where we seek to see how Jesus intersects our everyday lives. I'm Amanda. And I'm Nick. And y'all, we're recording in the same space again. The same area. This is so exciting. We, we're free. Our chains have been lifted. We're breaking a, free. a burden off our shoulders. We're, we're soaring. soaring. <laughs> we're flying. That was weird. <laughs> There's not a star that we can't reach except like every star yeah, yeah, most of the stars, because yeah. we can't fly we're but we're breaking free still but we're breaking free so yeah thank you north carolina for entering phase one of our our coming back to normal and y'all still continue to social distance and stuff but also gyms aren't open still so still depressed well that's but if we still breaking free if we continue to social distance and listen to what the states say the gyms will be open sooner than rather than later yeah, that's a whole other story. But but yeah, what is what is a uh, what's your day been like, Amanda? How's 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 it been? You know, it's been it's been pretty good. Um, spent some time at the park this morning. Um, did some reading. Starting to get back into the whole uh, grind of being an intern without being on campus during the summer and not just because COVID. Yeah. Now I'm over here, and we're going to work, and then work out, and then work again. <laughs> nice. How's your day been so far? It's been good. I did some notes for this. Read some. I uh, ate some uh, enchiladas. What kind of enchiladas? These are like bean enchiladas, so Ooh. I'm in touch with nature right now. Are you right one with now. nature? <laughs> yeah, I can hear this plastic plant in front of me. Plastic it's singing. <laughs> Y'all, this plastic plant is still a Christmas tree. It is. What is it hanging on? It, it says Merry say. Christmas. Oh, nice. It says Merry <laughs> Christmas. You know, we celebrate Christmas year-round because because Jesus. Because Jesus. <laughs> so, yeah. So, what? where are we today in Esther, Amanda? Um, We're going through Esther 8. Y'all, we're almost done with this book. Yeah. So, Esther 8 today. Next week, we're going to do Esther 9 and 10 combined because 10 is really short. Yeah, two for. And then that's done. So, next week is our last week of Esther. It's been fun. It's but been real. It's yeah. been fun. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Hey, man. I didn't even think about that when I said that. <laughs> Anyways, what uh, what's the main point today? Um, the main point is, much like Paul in Romans 9, Esther has um, unceasing pain and anguish at the thought of her people perishing. Therefore, she pleads with Xerxes for their perseverance. Pers- preservation. Preservation. Sorry. There we go. I'm looking at it from a, from the side. I mean, either way, if you if you're preserved, then you're persevering, right? So, yeah. Same thing. All the things. We'll go with it. So yeah, if you remember from last week, uh, Haman kicked the bucket. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's not funny. So, Why am I laughing? <laughs> so R.I.P. Haman. R.I.P. Haman. Yeah. So, yeah, we pick up right right from uh, Haman dying. He uh, Esther gets the keys to his house, actually. Ew. We read in the first couple of verses. Strange. She gets, like, the keys to his property and stuff like that. And, you know, according to, to Persian custom, the property of a traitor is confiscated by the crown. So the king hands that over to Esther. Esther hands it down to Mordecai. And that property would include, you know, all of his property, his slaves, 
his funds and even his family. So Mordecai is in control of all of them, the people that hated him. So how the turntables. How the turntables. Yeah. So Esther uh, also lets the king know that Mordecai is her uncle cousin thing. <laughs> and the king gives Mordecai Haman's signet ring. Do you think the ring was still warm? Yes. You think so? That's kind of weird. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to think about it. It's weird. I didn't never. I didn't want to think about it either. But you put me on the spot, so now it's your turn. Uh, I'm gonna go with no because gross. I feel like it would cool off pretty quickly. <laughs> okay, that's very true. But I thought you meant warm, as in like not actually warm, but just like the thought of it being warm, like yeah, like right off his body. Yeah, that's what I meant. Like, do you think it was still warm from his body when he put it on? Okay, th- I don't know. Probably not because it would cool down fast. Yeah. But like, it was probably pretty immediate. How I want to say no. I want to say no, it wasn't. So, yeah, he gives Mordecai Haman's signet ring, and he's given official status, and he's taking Haman's place. So, yeah, that's a, that's a big turn of events right there in yeah. one day. Yeah, Esther, Esther um, again, is pleading with the king because uh, the the edict still is there. So like she, she got Mordecai killed and stuff, but the edict is still in effect. So they didn't really accomplish much besides killing the person who wrote the edict. Womp womp. Cause it was signed with the King's signet ring. So it's still there. So yeah, they still have to figure out what they're going to do. And so Esther gets more emotional this time. And she's like crying out like, please help. Uh, please hear me. And then the king uh, holds out his golden scepter. If you remember from last time, she has to touch it. And then that means like, you know, we can talk. <laughs> it's so a talking stick. It's a talking stick. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like a preschool class. Yeah. She she touches the, the, the speaking stick. The talking stick. The talking stick. And um, she starts to present her case. And so I wanted you to read... Uh, her case, verses 5 through 7, if you could read it for us. Yes. Um, I would like to make a complaint against Esther, though, because this, these verses are long. <laughs> they are long. Um, verse 5 through 7. And she said, If it please the king, and if I have found favor in his sight, and if the thing seems right before the king, and I am pleasing in his eyes, let an order be written to revoke the letters devised by Haman and the Agite, the son of... Hamadithia, sure. That's a terrible name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which he wrote uh, to the story of the Jews who are in all of the prom- all the provinces of the king. For how can I bear to see the calamity that is coming to my people, or how can I bear to see the destruction of my kindred? Then, the, then King Xerxes said to Queen Esther and to Mordecai the Jew, "Behold, I have given Esther the house of Haman, and they have." hanged him on the gallows because he intended to lay hands on the Jews. So yeah, Esther starts out. She's pretty much saying like, you're the best. The king's amazing. You know, long live the king. If this pleases you, if I please you, if anything pleases you, then listen to this. Please help. And then she gets into like, I can't see my people die. Like, I really don't want to see my people die. And this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Help me. So 
she gets into that. This is like her second time kind of pleading with him. And uh, the king's like, yeah, sure, I'll help you. But he lets them know that the edict was written and sealed, like we said earlier, with his signet ring. And it can't be revoked. But what he gives them permission to do is for her and Mordecai to write another edict. And then, you know, he'll sign it with his ring again. And so... That's what the next section is about. So we've kind of covered verses 1 through 8. And we're going to get into verses 9 through 17 in the second half of this. So, yeah. Mordecai goes about writing a new edict. I wonder how fat, I wonder how long it took him to write it up. I would say more than half an hour. More than half an hour, probably. I wonder, like, I guess he used, like, spell check and stuff. Oh, yeah, Grammarly. Yeah, Grammarly. Not sponsored. Not sponsored by Grammarly. <laughs> but if they want to, it's fine. <laughs> Amanda needs it. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Listen. I need it, too. Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, the new, the new edict that they wrote up uh, states that the Jews can defend themselves from anyone trying to kill them. It uses the same language of, like, destroy, kill, and annihilate. But it's saying, like, the Jews can destroy, kill, and annihilate anyone who's trying to do the same to them. And so we have that language repeated again, which I think is kind of funny. But this time it's giving the Jews permission to do that to anyone, you know, trying to do it to them. So, yeah, they had it written in every language, and they had it delivered by... As it says in the verse in the ESV, swift horses. Taylor Swift horses. Yeah, they were they were Swifties. <laughs> Isn't that what a Taylor Swift? Fan yeah, is? that's what it's called as a Swiftie. Yeah, they were swift horses. <laughs> so yeah, I I think it's kind of funny that like, and it even says it again. It says swift horses again later in the verse, and uh, I think it's funny that it's kind of like wanting you to realize that these are fast horses. Like Don't forget, these horses are fast. They're, yeah, fast. they're fast. They're fast. They're Mustangs. They're fast. I think they're Mustangs. Probably. But anyways, they're, they want you to realize, like, this is next day delivery. Like, <laughs> like my man Amazon paid, Prime. He paid for overnight shipping. Like, yeah. So, fast delivery with the horses. Going out to everybody. It's not delivery. It's a journal. It is, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Sorry. And so, what we... <laughs> What we see next at the at the end of this section is that Mordecai is completely dripping mm-hmm. when we get to verse 15. Can you just read verse 15? Because I love what it says. Yeah, um, verse 15 says, Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal robes of blue and white with a great golden crown and a robe of fine linen and purple. And the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. Homeboy is dripping. I mean, just, just imagine the scene. He's walking out. He's got these blue and white robes on. He's got a crown on. He is strutting his stuff right now. <laughs> like, he is, he's walking out like, like he just, I don't even know, won the Super Bowl. And he's headed to Disney. He, he's ready. So, <clears throat> yeah, the, the first edict that, uh, that was written, Mordecai tore his clothes and, Put on sackcloth, but now there's this huge contrast 
of him being decked out in blue and white royal robes, which um, in Persia, royal colors were blue and white. So he's wearing the Persian royal colors. He's got the team colors on, mm. ripping the home team. People are, you know, afraid of the Jews now because they're like, oh, well, they're, they, they can fight back. Like, this isn't, this isn't fun anymore. So, <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. So they're converting. They're like, yeah, I'm a Jew. So, so that they won't get killed. And so, again, how the turntables. Yeah, so yeah. That's, how it, that's how we leave it off at the end of this section. Is, is, uh, there's a new edict, and so it's causing some people to be a little, a little afraid. So, yeah, Amanda, what are, what are your thoughts so far now that, now that we've reached near the end of Esther? Who's your favorite character? Am I allowed to say Esther? Yes. Then Esther is my favorite character. Yeah. I actually your like favorite character? I like those two guys who got killed because they were like talking about killing the king. Um, when I was listening to the Bible bench talk about this, they called them the minions from the, the minions. Despicable Me, Despicable Me uh, movies. <laughs> I was like, haha. Because they were just like sitting out there, like we gotta kill this guy. <laughs> and you know, I can sympathize with that. I drive on the road a good bit. And, you know, I mean, sometimes, like, someone cuts you off and you're just like, I gotta kill this guy. You know, I don't think that, and maybe that's something you should bring up to your counselor, but... Well, I mean, if you hate, you're murdering in your heart, is what Jesus said, so. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's fair. Anyways, those guys are cool. They were fun. <laughs> the minions? The minions. Okay. Bob and uh, what was the other one? Was it Richard Dominion? Probably. Bob. There was another one. Bob. And <laughs> I don't know. Okay, now we have to figure this out. <laughs> what are the. Bob and Larry. Minions. Names. Um, Bob, Bob and Kevin. Kevin. That's the one I was thinking. And of. Stuart. Bob, Kevin, and Stuart. Bob, Kevin, and Stuart. So what. What can we learn about God from this passage? Are you asking me? Yeah. <laughs> we can learn that God um, does things by the power and placement of his people. Like, he doesn't have to do things and come down himself. He can do things just by his people. Yeah, God administers the power and the placement of his people. So he's the one that gave Mordecai and Esther this the power that they have right so yeah yeah by the time we reach esther 8 two of the three most powerful people in the persian empire are god's people and god also puts his enemies in positions of power so they can see his majesty you know he's it's not like it's outside of his plan for them to have power uh sooner or later they're going to to receive the justice they're going to receive justice from him. So, yeah. Could you read, Amanda? No. Exodus 9, verse 16. Yeah. Um, it says, But for this purpose I have raised you up to show you my power so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. And, and God said that to Pharaoh. Mm -hmm. He was letting him know, like, Hey, you got a big head, but long. this is me. And the alarms. <laughs> Sorry. It's like a minion. Do you know? Wait, do you know? 
Do you know where that quote's from? Mm, what? Mila Robinson's. I, mean, I haven't seen that in a long time. Anyways, <laughs> Pharaoh had a big head, and God's like reminding him, you know, I did this. This isn't you. And then, then again, Jesus answering Pilate in John chapter 19, verse 11, he says, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greatest sin. So he's, he's pretty much letting Pilate know, like, hey, I gave you this power that you're lording over me. Pretty much, same with Pharaoh. I mean, yeah, this is me. I'm still all-powerful. I'm still the sovereign God. So last verse, Proverbs 16, 4. Could you read that for us? Yeah, it says, The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. Exactly. So just sit back and think of God's majesty and his sovereignty over everything. And it's comforting no matter who the ruler is, no matter who our president is, no matter who is in charge, God is actually sovereign. So facts. Yeah. Second point is that Jesus is a better mediator than Esther. I feel like that should be common sense. <laughs> yeah, he's a better mediator mediator than anyone. Yeah. But you know, Esther could barely gain access to the king for herself, but through Christ, our access to the Father is never in doubt. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we see that God's love transforms us. The the contrast of Mordecai's rags to riches is stunning but you know it's the same thing that happens to us when god brings us out of darkness into light jesus takes our rags and gives us his robes Mm -hmm. yeah so there's a there's a really good book by rc Sproul. it's a children's book but uh it's called the priest with dirty clothes i believe that's what that's what this made me think of it's really good i'd recommend it kind of talks in those same lines um, I think a priest is going to to preach to a king and he gets in like muddy clothes and then like the son gives him his clean clothes and stuff like that. So it's a beautiful picture of the gospel. Yeah, it is tender. So thank you for joining us again. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Esther chapter eight. Get back with us next week. Like us on on Instagram. Follow us. And leave us a, a good review. Royce. Yeah, rambling underscore Roy's. You can message us too, hate mail and stuff. Oh no, no, no! Don't encourage that. Yeah, hate mail's fun. No, okay. We'll just, we'll just. I'll uh, let you deal with that. The Enneagram Nine is not going to deal with hate mail. Anyways, I hope y'all have a good day. Yeah, stay, stay blessed, y'all. Stay blessed. She <laughs> means dumb blessed. Yeah. And soli deo gloria. <laughs> <laughs>